0: Well, good afternoon, what is it? It's Tuesday, and that means it's Sultiful. Guess what we're talking about today? I bet you're wondering, especially in this day and time, how to stand out in a saturated market. Pull up your chair, grab a cup of coffee and a little notebook, and let's find out. Welcome to Sultiful. Oh, maybe they forgot about me. Wait, our music is coming. They haven't forgot about me. We Hi, have... and welcome to Soultiple. There is never a dull
1: moment. That was, a- that
0: was my bad. <laughs>
1: You know how the overlay we have
0: an overlay looks the same as a video. So I kept trying to click the overlay over and over again. My bad. My bad. <laughs> That's all right, Jennifer. We so
2: sorry. Did I tell you? <laughs> Did I tell you I might have to be like, mm, mm, yeah. I already know I'm gonna have fun during this conversation. So yeah, <laughs> we're already my- having a good time. <laughs>
0: welcome 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 everyone it's another great episode of so to full and today we are joined by jennifer Nagel. but we're gonna get to jennifer and all the good stuff that she has to bring to us i am
2: janet soya yeah.
1: and the birds and
2: i'm jennifer <laughs> <laughs>
0: Today we are talking about how to stand out in a saturated market, but we must start with our favorite segment, what you're working on. Mm -hmm. So Toya, what you working on?
1: All right. So I've been actually working today, Janet. I mean, I had uh, client calls. I'm preparing for um, a a live recording to be doing that I'm going to do soon after this. So I've been disconnecting, working with my clients and my kids broke my phone. So I was trying to find out if I can get a new phone today. So that's
0: that's what I've been working on, sis. What about yourself? What you've been working on? I mean, the kids broke the phone. That means they they don't get to eat. I mean, we oh, have to take, you know, a phone is like $700, 800 We have to take oh. the allowance,
2: their Oh
0: food, they, huh. We might let them stay in the house. They don't get no water. They don't get huh. nothing because you got to save up that 700 $800. You, so you, you, thought they you thought
1: it had an iPhone. You thought it had an iPhone. No, ma'am. Android always.
0: Okay. And I'm the, hundred,
1: I'm the $100 or less Android user. Thank you.
0: That's why we can never reach you. Your phone don't work. Anyway, hi. <laughs> Over here, what I have been working on is I've been doing some client calls um, for one of my clients. In addition, I've been doing some emails um, for another client, and then I'm scheduling some bookings and some networking. So that's what I did today um, in regards to what I've been working on. It's been a little bit of a busy day. And I have the house to myself because my grandbaby and my daughter left. Mm-hmm. But she could have left my grandbaby. But, you know,
2: anyway, <laughs> let me know.
0: <laughs> Jennifer, what you was working on today?
2: Oh, uh, I've got a few things going myself. So next week, I have to go to Austin, Texas for a business retreat. So I was just kind of taking care of some travel arrangements so I can get to the airport and back and do some co-working with some friends down in Austin. And then the other thing is um I'm doing another tr- I'm doing a training on a very similar topic as to what we're talking about today um with my friends group a group of people who are doing PR I'm talking about branding and how to stand out and lead generation so I'm just working on um putting together that that lesson and that training for them.
1: Fantastic.
2: Oh, all right. Well,
0: I just want to say Jennifer I love your hair. I mean cuz Me you can see that I am a natural girl. <laughs> And I just love. I just want to be like,
2: oh, all right. Um,
0: let's close to all that. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: You know what? The funny thing is, I have been, I have had such a hard time with my hair. It's. I love my hair, and mm-hmm. I love it natural, but it is really thick, and so. Every time I, you know, and I'm not good with the whole YouTube video and twists and braids. I've tried that. And, you know, everybody talks about no use these products, no the, use these products. And, you know, pandemic, I can't get in to see my normal hair person <laughs> as long as I want. So my husband's like, I love your natural hair. So I'm like, all right, I'm just letting it fly today. So I love
0: that. I love that hubby said that too. Yeah. That's- yeah. That's- I mean, good. Look, yeah. Uh, let me tell you what you do. Do you have some rods? Yes. Baby, just go in there, wash it, condition it, ride it up. See, this is what well, I get. Okay. Maybe I'm a little tall for the camera, uh, but this okay. is what it come out like. And, you okay. know, you just go from there. Girl, it's natural.
2: You're supposed see, to let it says, go. Oh, it's so easy. But see, I've done. Well, like, no, I didn't say it. that part. Oh, I OK. <laughs> <it was easy. laughs> I said it's natural. Just
0: let it go where it go. I never said nothing about easy because I. For me, my hair is thick and it takes about and if I don't go to the beauty parlor per se, it takes about three hours to dry. Yeah. Now if I go to the beauty parlor, I can get it done in an hour and a half. So it ain't easy. And my yeah. hair um is um it is not dry, but because it it gets um uh, it can transition into the curly state. Mm-hmm. It goes from dry to moist because of that transition. Oh, okay. So sometimes you look at my hand and be like, she don't have no oil, but it's just in that state. So it looked really dry. And by the time I get home, it's, it's oily. So
2: that's, yeah. that's, that's how this is. I yeah. mean, it's soft right now, but sometimes I feel like it just looks like it needs some love and like some hydration. So, um, you know, whenever my hairstylist does it, of course I look like a million dollars, but you know,
0: well, just, just look like
2: 500000
0: right now. All right, right, good. All right. right.
2: I'll take that. Hubby as said, long as I don't look like $499, we are good. Yeah,
0: <laughs> hubby said that you're fine. So. Oh, he loves me.
1: Yeah.
0: That's <laughs> awesome. That's what awesome. I'm
2: saying. All right,
0: yeah. all right, all right. So that's what we've all been working on. And so let me get to tell you a little bit about this lovely Jennifer, who we have in front of us today and all the information that she is going to share with us. Jennifer Nagel is a business coach and CEO of Figured Out Fitness and help fitness and nutrition coaches shape up their systems to build and scale their business to six figures. I wish you could help me get down to a three. Never mind. I know. Um, I was thinking about that 32, 34, 36. I
2: got you, Janet. We can talk about that right later. <laughs> <on. laughs> <Janet. laughs>
0: <laughs> Jennifer left her 15-year career in higher education operations to build her own six-figure high ticket fitness coaching for business, business for women over 30. Her growth and success was due to the mastering and simple systems and focusing on the ideal client. Through her signature seven systems coaching method, she's here to help you simplify, stand out, and scale up in the online space without adding to your already stressful day. Let's welcome the phenomenal Jennifer Nagel and keep you in Pop Sugar Fitness, My Fitness, Thrive Global Medium, and other resources.
2: Yay! Thank you. Jennifer. Lovely.
0: Wonderful. Jennifer, <laughs> tell me how to stand out. Because you know, I ain't got 32, 34, 36. Yeah. But I got 32, 34, 36 up here. Tell me, I understand
2: that. That's right. Well, first, let me give you some background because I am—I still run the fitness coaching side of my business, but it's great because using my systematic approach, I barely spent any time in my business. So it's allowed me to start doing some other things, which I love, which is helping other uh, fitness pros and other online business owners get started so the whole secret to my success was literally like I'm a nerd about systems so I like having like okay there's a system for this there's a system for that and I like just breaking things down into steps now I'm sorry I don't know if you can hear that but I think they chose this moment to start mowing my lawn Anyway, um, so you know, I uh, I start off as a fitness coach, so all of these things I've had tons of trial and error. So the seven systems I talk about, and then I'm going to hone in on one of those systems to really help you stand out. Are planning, um, sorry, planning, branding, lead generation, sales, onboarding, program delivery, and offboarding. So I primarily primarily work with online coaches. So that whole systematic approach to getting clients, first of all, that's going to help you stand out because most people have no clue what they're doing. And the second thing is anytime you can like break down any one of these systems and tailor it to you, it really just helps you come across as a professional. So in the branding system, that's where you really get a chance to stand out. And in my opinion, the way I define branding is coming to the table and Being really clear about who you are, what you stand for, being an authority in your space so that people know you, they like you, they trust you, and they're ready to go into that next step with you. So one of the biggest mistakes that people make is like, okay, I'm starting an online business or I'm starting a business and I'm going to get on social media and they look to see what everybody else is doing and then they start regurgitating or reposting or doing something just like the person they saw next to them, which I think is the worst thing that you can do in fitness, especially. I think it's like everybody and their mom and them are fitness coaches, these days, right? Um, But it's really important to do three things when you're branding. And the first thing is to take a stance. And I always tell people do not be afraid to be polarizing, because (laughs) this lawnmower, don't be afraid to be polarizing because you want to, to you know, have a very specific thing that you're about. So people know when they come to Jennifer, they know I am definitely about protein, lifting weights, um, and being fast because I work with professional women over 30 who, you know, don't have a lot of time. So I stand for something. I'm also really clear on what I don't stand for. Now you can do this without being a jerk. (laughs) So, but I don't believe in, I don't really support keto diets, ketogenic diets for most of the population. So I'll say that. I don't necessarily support intuitive eating for most people in the beginning of their fitness stage. So I will say that. Now, the people who love keto or who love intuitive eating, will be like, girl, I, I don't know why you believe, but people know exactly who I am as a coach. And therefore, I don't look like anyone else. So that's step one step number two i made this mistake so early in my online fitness career um i only showed the exercise part so i'm like i'm a fitness coach i want you to see me as a fitness coach so you saw pictures of me in the gym and you saw me lifting weights and you saw me at a photo shoot. you saw me doing this and it's great except then i just i wasn't human i wasn't relatable So one of my good friends gave me some feedback. They're like, "Um, Jennifer, this is a little intimidating for most people. You know, they don't think they can do what you do because all you're showing is the the parts of you that are lifting and and working out. And a lot of people don't see that as attainable or realistic. So the second thing is you got to show your whole self, your human self, because people are not just interested in a brand. They're interested in the person. This is the developing that liked factor. So, it was interesting because I'm like, "All right, well, I showed some pictures of me doing dumb stuff with my kids. <laughs> you know, pictures of my dog licking my face, pictures of me and my husband on our anniversary." And then and I was also vulnerable. So, I there was a period of time where I had an illness. So, I talked about the illness. I talked about being frustrated because I had to sit on the couch all day and go into the doctor and then people could start to relate to me as a human. So not only do they know what I stood for, but they knew I was a real person with real challenges, just like them. Um, And then the third piece is (laughs) to let your uniqueness shine, like let that go. So one of the things though, this'll be funny because we were just talking about hair. So I used to wear like weave or really work on straightening my hair all the time because I thought that's how I had to show up online to look professional, especially in fitness. You know, I'm in my forties and a lot of the people that I... um who are, who are my well, what are competitors or twenties, thirties, you know, the cute little young things, whatever. And they are wearing their little crop tops and have their little booty shots and stuff like that. And so I thought in order for me to hang with those people, I had to do the same thing. So I'd straighten my hair. I'd make sure I had the cutest outfit. I would never get online without makeup. And again, that wasn't me. And when you're not being yourself, it shows. And so one of the things that I started doing, I'm like, you know what? I have big natural hair. I'm gonna be rocking my Afro. Um, I'm not gonna wear makeup all the time because I have three kids. <laughs> I'm just not gonna do that. Um, you know, I'm, I'm gonna use the language that I would normally use. I'm gonna make references to 90s hip hop and R&B because that's what I like. And then, so I start to really attract the people who totally get that. So I took a stand. I told people what I was about. I told them what I wasn't about. I let them see me as a whole person. And then I let them see my unique features. And that's how I started to stand out. So then people would contact me and just share little private jokes. Like I have this great conversation on Instagram going with this woman who she and I both talked about our love for feta cheese (laughs) of all the crazy things in the world. You know, I put hashtag natural hair on some of my stuff. I, you know, talk about my big fro. And and those are the types of things that start to endear you to your audience. People will start to really remember you. They will like you. And they will trust you because they know who you are.
1: So, <sighs> well, Janet... Let me just say, I, I love when these, these folks come on here and talk about, talk, talk stuff that I talk, because it makes me feel like I'm smart. She said, "No, like, and trust, and that's what I preach I, I all the time. Jennifer, thank you so much. Like People want to, they connect with people like them. They, they take something, and, oh, okay, and that makes them want to connect, and then eventually when they're ready, they want to buy from you if you have something that they want. Absolutely. So, amen. Amen to what
2: you said. Yeah, and that's that's that. And, you know, there are systems to make sure you're showing up consistently. So you do build that no like and trust factor. So I call it a one plus two plus two plus one branding system. And we can talk about that later. But I I know Janet was getting ready to say something. Plus, this lawnmower guy, I swear, my blonde is not that big in the front. <laughs> I think they do this all the time. It doesn't matter if I'm recording something or I'm doing a podcast, all of a sudden someone wants to mow
0: the lawn. Look, these things, one of the running jokes about Sosaful is that we sometimes have too many technical problems. So if you didn't have the lawn mower, we think, oh, we got by this week. Hey. <laughs> it is okay. It is so, okay. First, I wanted to make sure that I got what the seven steps so oh. they were planning, branding, onboarding, sales, and offboarding. I think I'm missing two here. Yeah,
2: planning, branding, uh-huh. lead generation, lead generation, okay. sales, onboarding, program delivery, and offboarding. I'll and a lot of people, said. especially those last three, they think once they sell, they're like, oh, no problem. But there are three really big steps after that to make sure that your client is happy and they refer you and that, or that you have a client for life. So it's all these small things. And seven sounds like a lot of systems. When you break it all down, it it just, it's like, Oh, it's like butter, you know, from beginning to end in the flow. And I'm experiencing that right now as a fitness coach, because I have all these systems in place. I've automated a lot of these things. So once I get a client there, I have maybe one or two touch points in the entire process and I'm getting money in the bank. I'm the client is happy. They're getting all the right communication. And then we go. So anyway, that's that's why I love a systems approach because it really does free up your time. I forgot how I pressed mute. Okay, so
0: with that being said, uh one of the things I, I want you to maybe I'm I'm being a little but break down what that lead generation is. That lead generation is you're connecting with others or networking? Or is that lead generation that you're having more fluent conversation with the potential client?
2: Yeah, it's kind of a little bit of both. So once you really do the branding system and establish your identity and who you are, you still have a step before you get into a sales process where you're actually um, getting people into your community. So I always say there's, it starts off with a lead generation call to action. So maybe you're on a podcast as a guest, or maybe you have created a social media post with certain hashtags, or uh, you've done a training in a group, you invite those people to then come, you know, come into your community. And I, that could be like uh, getting them on your email list. It could be in a Facebook group, etc. And from that point, that's when you cultivate them as a lead. That's when they really get to understand what does it look like or feel like to work with you. So I always say, start with a call to action. So let's, I'm on this, I'm on Soul today. So if anybody's listening to this and they're an online business owner, I'm going to invite them to Um, download a free training that I love to give people to help them get started. And at that point I'll collect their contact information. And so I have that available. And I always say collect real emails or phone numbers being someone on your social media page is not a lead. You do not own Facebook or Instagram or Pinterest or YouTube. So if I've been in Facebook jail before, and if they didn't let me out of jail, I would have never been able to capture all those people who followed me. So I always look to capture email addresses. And now with technology, I know a lot of people are capturing phone numbers for text message communication as well. So you capture that information and then I'm all about, what I call give them instant gratification. Because if someone has heard you or they've seen you or they resonate with you enough to hand over their email address, then you give them something to get them going on their journey with you right away. So a training or a video series or something really helpful that helps them take the first step and understand what it might be like to work with you. Some people will do things like having an email a series of emails, what they call a nurture series to get to know you. But you're doing all of these things so they get to know you a little bit more and take that first step in their journey with you so then you can invite them into your sales system, into your sales process. So that's what I mean by lead generation.
0: So everything is more or less one. If, if, if the flow starts right with your planning, it should lead you into each next step that yes. you. And so in regards to because I know I'm just talking for myself. Toya might be <laughs> wonderful at certain things, but sales. <sighs> that is a very, mm, I, I don't want to sound like I'm pushing you or I'm begging you for your money. How do you, how does yeah. the, the branding tie into the sales that it doesn't make you yeah. seem like you're hungry for? I will yeah. not want to explain it to
2: you. Yeah, no, no, I totally understand the question. And first, let me just say, Janet, sales for most people is the hardest part because we have all had a bad sales experience. And you remember that. You remember that person. You're like, look, I am not interested in your, you know, microwave oven, or I'm not trying to buy this or no. But what we don't really know is we buy stuff all the time. And those are good sales experiences. And the reason they are good is because you've established the no like, and trust factor. So think about the last lipstick or lip gloss you bought, you know, there's a brand, you know, like if you go to Mac Cosmetics or if you have Elizabeth Art, whatever it is, you know, the brand, you know what they're about, you know what they're going to deliver to you. And you maybe they sent you a coupon or and you got a coupon and they sent you some cool emails and say, hey, look at our spring color line. And you went in and bought. That's an example of branding, lead generation and sales. And in your business, it's the same thing. By the time someone gets, if you've done this correctly correctly. I find by the time that someone gets to the sales process, they're already in the mood to buy. So the sales process is not about convincing. It's about helping people understand that you have a solution to the challenge or problem or the service that they need. And so I always tell people, I so, um, for a long time in my business, I did sales calls and I closed my sales calls at about 80% because by the time they got on the phone with me, they'd already had multiple touch points in my lead generation system. And by the time we got to the sales call, it was almost like a formality and I was just waiting to get their credit card. <laughs> so, you know, I think if you do your job and you have a strong branding system, you're showing up consistently, people know who you are, they know, like, and trust you, you take them through a process so they can Feel what it might be like to work with you and in your lead generation and nurturing system. By the time you get to the sales process, that should be one of the simplest steps you have. You don't need to sell them anything. You're just giving them an option and inviting them to work with you.
0: Okay, okay, okay. I have to rethink. I may have to rethink it. Okay, that was some meat right there. Okay. <laughs> mm, mm.
1: Okay. Yeah, it's it's truly. Um, this is something I've been learning, Jennifer, over the years. So thank you um, for sharing that. Because um, yeah, by the time they get to to buy, they you've already loved on them, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and and it's an opportunity. It's an opportunity to work with you, you know. So it's, it's, that's right. That is right. Awesomeness.
2: Yeah. yeah and so. By that- Go ahead. I'm sorry. No,
1: go ahead. I'm, I'm, thank you. Go I was going to
2: say the branding helps you attract the right person. The right person is going to resonate and they're going to opt in, in your lead generation. If you are talking about the things that they're interested in. So for example, right now, the way that I do my sales is I offer a free masterclass. This is for my fitness, the fitness coaching side of my business. I offer a free masterclass. And by that time, they know all about me. I've invited them. And in that masterclass, I give them so much goodness. They could walk away from that masterclass and start a fitness journey of their own without me. And at the end of the masterclass, I'm like, hey, you can do this on your own or let me help you. And they're like, Okay. And then they, they're like, let me help you. And then they go to the sales page and sign up. So it, you're right. People just need, you need to be clear about who you are from the beginning, from the very first step. And by the time you get to the sales, that's almost like middle end of the whole process. And I think sometimes people forget that, or they feel like showing up online is just this thing we need to do to get to sales. And that's not necessarily the case. See,
0: So let me tell you how, let's just get down to the real nitty gritty. That's how I felt, because Mm -hmm. I was showing up online, but then I was like, oh my God, I'm not a big, I'm an executor. Now, I love to work, but I am not a big social media fan. So I have dropped off of social media for about a year. Even when I worked in the entertainment industry, I still, I made post pictures of me, you know, doing something, but I'm not a big... I'm not this person that, you know, every minute you see me... (laughs) No, I'm not her at all. I'm not her. One, because I ain't always glammed up. So that's first of all. Second of all, you never know what my hair may look like, because I'm natural, and I'll just be like, oh, look at you and your nice, long hair. Mm -mm, no, no. (laughs) And then third of all, I'm kind of a little bit of a I'm very protective of the people mm-hmm. that I put on. So that I, so when I got into this business and I was like, oh, God, social media. Up. I like handling social media, but I don't like posting of me. So I had taken a, taken a long break. However, I've decided that I'm going to come back and I'm just going to be me. So today, if you get me like this with That's the awesome. chapped lips. And the sweater, because my children like to freeze my house. Then so you're going <laughs> to get the chap. Now, tomorrow, I might be glammed up and dolled up. And-
2: but CJ, I'm telling day, you, I you want to- see
0: me by my nose, you just going to get what you going to get. But you're going to know that it's Jen. I'm not trying so to be pretentious. Right. I'm, a- I'm crazy. I'm crazy. Now, I am crazy. Gonna get- I wear <laughs> short skirts. I drink alcohol. And I'm a Christian. Yes, I do all of that. But you get all of that out of me. But it's just not gonna be the way you think it's supposed to be presented.
2: Yeah. And first let me say, Janet, those are the things that would endear me to looking at your account. Because you're talking about chaplish and lips and ashy elbows and natural hair. I would be like, yes, this is my soulmate woman. And the other thing I want to point out is we always think about social media because that's what every business coach will tell you to do. And yes, social media is a great tool, but I don't like social media either. And so most of my... Getting in for—I always say it's about getting other eyes on your business, and there's so many ways to do that. So you have a, a video cast, you have a podcast or video show—that's definitely a way. Um, guesting on other people's shows a way. Doing trainings for people—I do a lot of speaking at virtual events. I want to start now, hopefully, if we can get past this COVID, <laughs> get it Lisa under control. Speaking at live events, and I do best with that. And then the social media is just a place where. I can send people or it's another place to connect with me, but that's just not, I mean, if I'm being honest, it's like, I I love stuff like this where I can have conversation and interaction because I love those genuine connections. But when I do show up on social media, you're going to get me, you know, and is some days I have cute hair, some days it's braided down, some days. Some <laughs>
0: I'm a big advocate of customer service, so I, yes. I I can talk about customer service till your pants fall off. But I, the, so those are the things that, as when you were mentioning speaking, oh mm-hmm. my gosh, I love talking about customer service and having mm-hmm. warm, endearing. You know, it it's true. The first the First moment, either someone lays eyes on you or speak to you. That is the first impression. Do not let no one tell you whether they see you or whether they talk to you. If you if you call someone's phone and you say, "Oh, I, I," that is the first impression. Because first of all, they think you're not sincere about who you're calling. Mm-hmm. Or if they see you and you you roll your eyes by accident, you might you might have something. <laughs> But you roll your that could be a first impression. So I am a big advocate about first impressions and customer service because that's really what propels your business. If you don't have good customer service, your
2: business is just out the window. I agree, and so maybe I can have you as a guest speaker in my group. To when I when we talk about onboarding and program delivery and offboarding, because that's exactly what I talk about onboarding those first three days. That first once that you take someone's credit card, like you have to remember what state of mind they're in. They're excited and they're nervous because they've made an investment in you. And especially I tend to work with people who have higher ticket offers or offers over a thousand dollars that you know someone's paying their hard-earned money to you, and you better right off the bat give them the you know help them feel really happy and safe and confident in their purchase decision. So what I see with a lot of coaches, unfortunately, they're so excited to get the sale and then they don't give anybody directions on what to do next. It's so an these people are like, okay, I just gave you twelve hundred dollars. What do I do now? Nobody's sending me anything for three or four days.
0: <laughs> Goes there.
2: Hey ladies, hi Yeah, because that
0: might make me think you ran up you ran off with my credit card information. Right. You know. You should have some type Hi, Mama of something George. to say. Hi, Mama Doris. Something to say. We'll respond to you within two days after, you know, because maybe there's a process on your side. You Absolutely. run the credit card. You want to make sure that the payment has gone through. So even if you just say, you know, thank you, Ms. Nadja. We received your payment. We are processing it. Give us 24 to 48 hours Absolutely. to make sure the payment is complete. And then we will turn back over your credit or however the information goes yes. back but at least you've made them acknowledge that, okay, they received it. They're just waiting for their process on it. It's just like when you go to the store, what happens? You go, they scan the groceries. They tell you, how would you like to pay? You insert the card. Don't you wait? You gotta wait. Then if you're gonna put credit or whatever, and then you gotta wait again. And then it tells you, okay, process complete. And they say, thank you. Here's your receipt, have a nice day. So you have to explain to them the in-betweens of what is going
2: on. Absolutely. And that's the system part. And that's what I tell people. It's like, whatever your system is, just have one, have it documented so that you can do it the same way every single time for consistency. And then if you document it, you can automate it. And so you can have an automatic email that goes out that says, Hey, thank you. I'm so excited to have you as part of my community business, whatever. Here's what's going to happen next. First step, you'll do this. Second step, do this. Look for this email. Add me to your safe centers, whatever those instructions are. And so I when I talk about a systems approach, we all everyone thinks like, oh, I know what to do. And yeah, they do know what to do, but they don't always do it consistently. And so having something Uh, written down, having a process for things. And then when you have a process, you can look at ways to make the process better or automate it so that literally with one click of a button, I have things that start going off to my customer and getting them enrolled and they have something to do immediately. So they feel like, oh my gosh, I'm so well taken care of. Look, she's so on the ball. I have my instructions. I know what to do. My coach is calling me tomorrow and bam, I'm ready to go. And that's the impression that you want to give them within that first one to three days of working with you.
0: So uh, about how many emails, um, because let's be honest, we are in this time of COVID and many of us are not coming to your house to knock on your door or or you're not coming to our offices. About how many emails do you think is enough within a process? I mean, Depending upon how detailed your process may be, you might have at how many, de- how many emails do you think would be beyond um, a, a process?
2: Yeah, I first, you know, I work online, so I never see people, nobody ever. I mean, I, there are people I've never met in person ever who've been my clients for years Um It it depends. And I hate saying that because that's not a definitive answer. But I think the key is having your system. I usually like to think about what I would like to receive or um, and keeping things really, really simple. So for example, I had an old way of doing things where someone would get three emails right in a row. And what I noticed after that process was going and I would ask my clients, so like, how did your onboarding go? They'd be like, I was kind of confused and I wasn't sure about this. I get a lot of questions. And so I'm like, OK, I have to figure out a way to simplify this. So some of the things I'm like, all right, I'm asking my client to do this, but is there a way I can do that on their behalf or automate This piece. And so now I send one email right after. To confirm and give them next steps. And then in a couple of days, I'll send another email just to make sure they're actually able to do it. Because, you know, with email, it may go to spam or people may just miss it or they had 700 other emails that day and they scanned it. So I usually send one email, three bullet points. This is what you need to do next. Everything else that has to be done is automated on my end. Um, and then a few days later, I'll send them a hey. Just want to make sure you got set up okay, um, and then then the rest of the communication. Ha- I have a fitness app that I deliver my fitness programs through, so it's automated in the app, or it takes place with the person's individual coach.
0: Okay, all right, that's something because I'm, I'm as a virtual professional, you know, we send a lot of emails, yeah, and sometimes our initial interaction with a potential client is through Facebook messenger. So first of all, we may have that first initial, you know, um, referral email. Hi, remember me? We spoke yada, 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 yada. And then from there, you know, depending upon the conversation that you had in that DM or that messenger, you might send them your portfolio or you might be ready to send them your intake. And then Mm -hmm. once you send them from that, then you have the discovery call if the discovery call works out then they get another email which is the proposal and contract and invoice all in or mm-hmm. proposal and invoice and contract and then from there you may begin your onboarding however if you're a little bit more uh maybe there's something else that you might be doing that you might need to send in regards to passwords and etc cetera, etc cetera. so there might be a couple more emails in your process, or, you know, if you're a person that send your proposal and then you wait for them to accept, cause it could be any one of the three proposals and then you send them the contract. So depending upon what you have in your flow, you know, you could end up doing 10,
2: 15 emails just to get a client situated. So that's why I asked. You, yeah, is- you could, and you know, my thing is when I work with other coaches, everybody's business is unique. Everybody will have different steps in their process. But what I would challenge you with actually is to write down all those steps and look at them and see, is there anything I can combine that might make my process more efficient or make it easier on my clients? So for example, um, when I first started off with fitness coaching, I would have to tell people, okay, do this, 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 and this. But then I'm like, what if I just put together an orientation packet that gave them all the information right there. It would take a little bit more time, but I could basically create a single orientation packet and it would give them the first five things that they needed to know. Um, You know, so that's what I would say. If you think that, if you have a feeling that, oh my gosh, I'm bombarding my client with email or I feel like I can do this better or somewhere the process kind of breaks down at this step, lay it out. And then look through it, have a friend or someone who's less familiar with your business to go through and and just, you know, role play and see, okay, what would happen if this and what would you do next? And then start to really look at that system and decide, how can I make this better? When you work with systems, you always try something and then you always ask yourself, is it working or how can I make it better? And what I found was when I started really laying out my steps and asking the question, is it working? Sometimes I'd be like, ooh, no. <laughs> and so then it's like, all right, how can I make it better? And then I could brainstorm, or me and my team could brainstorm solutions and innovate and and make processes a lot easier and faster and better for our clients.
0: Okay, okay, great, great, great. I, I am a little bit um, over, over, over caring maybe I am the email queen. I will. I'm not. I don't like junk email. You, but I just like to have everything all explained out. Make sure you fully mm-hmm. understand. So I will definitely take that into because I did have like multiple emails at one time, and then I w- I was able to cut those down. So I'm mm-hmm. still learning as I'm growing how to cut down the email, but I can explain things like your tooth at the kindergarten class. <laughs> But that's just my way of giving efficient customer service because I just mm-hmm. want to make sure that nothing runs by you or nothing you you could never say, oh, I didn't know. I exactly. want to make sure that everything is... Now, I do, you know, put them in different categories and explain them, but I just want... But then as we're growing now, we're learning that people's attention span is only but that fast. That so knows. it's it's just one... And I'm in the entertainment field. So you have to make sure people fully understand yep. what they're getting themselves, in, especially when it comes to contracts and proposals. So. Yes. Yes.
2: And, and, you know, I think that's great because you my thing is whenever you're working whenever I'm working with a business owner, they know their business. They know their industry the best. They know their clients the best because every one of us has different target clients. So if you know and I, this is when I was asking my clients, there were a bunch of very busy working women they didn't want email. They're like, just tell me what to do or just give me whatever. So I'm like, okay. And so that's the beauty of writing down your system and asking those questions. Is this working? You can ask your clients via a survey. You can see how many questions you get back. Like when you send something out, do people ask you 10, 12 more questions because they didn't understand and then you can make improvements or it just validates that what you're doing is fine. So I would never say something like, oh, your system is bad. I would say, Hey, do you do you know what is your system and how do you know it's working? And and then you can decide whether it's working or not. Use data to decide whether it's working or not.
1: I think that's a great point um, to to do testing and do and get data. The best way to get the data is talk directly to your clients, talk to your people. My partner, yeah. she wants us to start using type forms. And type forms, there's a cost using type forms. I think we can use the forms we already have. And mm-hmm. so, we, so the way we saw that we're going to do some A-B testing, we're going to see what the client likes and see if it's worth, you know, so that, that's good. Thanks for bringing that up, Jennifer.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, you muted, sis. Yeah, I know. <laughs> type forms is another, Um, I'm I'm not familiar with that. That would be in like, some, some, like Google forms. Uh, Yeah, it's
1: just more like... um. Uh, there's a conditional logic that's attached okay. to it. Okay. So okay. So, so that I so how like Jennifer's talking about processes where you don't have a whole lot of touches. If we, she, my partner feels like if we use the tap forms, we can literally get all the information that we need uh, without you know having to, to, to you know to be prepared to have all the information okay. we need and not have to go a lot of back and forth. So, so with that being said, Jennifer, what's one of your favorite automation tools?
2: Uh Zapier, easy. Really? Um, Zapier, yeah. Right. Yeah. Why? Why? Uh, uh, I'm <laughs> sorry. We're just <'cause> <laughs> <next series, man. laughs> I have we're... a feeling somebody doesn't like it. No, uh,
0: no, no. We're just the fans over here. But
2: okay. Well, you know, I maybe this is why because with in my fitness app there are a lot of programs that already connect. So first of all, I'm already a fan of programs that already have natural and native integrations. So. Yes. I, you know, if you come through here, I can click, I can connect my uh, active campaign, so I know if someone purchases something, you're gonna email. But the reason I like Zapier is when things are not connected, Zapier basically connected. it. So I love easy if then statements. I love the multi step integration. So. I I use a lot of different programs because there are a lot of great all-in-one systems, but in my business, the all-in-one systems didn't work or they didn't have enough features. So I wanted to use the email from my active campaign. I wanted to use the payment system from Thrivecart. I wanted to, my program delivery comes through Trainerize, which is a fitness app for fitness professionals. I love so, Trainerize. But, Oh, good. Yeah. So I, but I don't want my customer to have to go to 1200 places. So as soon as they click buy, I use Zapier to integrate member vaults because I sometimes give them like e courses that support their journey. They're automatically added to my trainerize and we get a notification that we have a new client. They're, you know, they automatically get a receipt from, you know, Stripe or PayPal or whatever. So Zapier is just, and they get the email. So, It's all integrated. So I like it because when all else fails, get a zap going and it'll connect it.
0: All right. Yeah. Yeah, It It is all, look, you have to use what is, once again, you have to use what is best for you and your clients. Your process, your planning, your branding has to work what is best for you and your client because you have to be able to execute it but your client has to receive it in a way that they don't feel that they are bombarded. So, and that is why they they make so many different of these platforms because they know, and right now with the way that due to COVID, the famous three words (laughs) right now with the way that the online space is becoming um, so needed and so used, everything is steadily changing to keep up because now corporate America is like, I don't know if I'm going to have them back in my office. Mm-hmm. I may have to go to different type of platform or we might cannot use the regular phone. We might have to use a box or a Slack. whatever the system. Everybody is changing. So you have to find the one that executes you
2: for you and your business. Absolutely. And we all have preferences too. I mean, I remember having a discussion about Trello versus ClickUp versus Monday versus Asana. And I'm like, everybody it's kind of like, what's your favorite food? You know, everybody's going to have their thing. But the great thing is, and you mentioned this, Janet, there's so many more options now. And, you know, COVID has been really rough. And obviously the health and the economic impact has been devastating. But the one thing I can say, the one positive outcome is that, the learning curve for online apps and online resources has been really condensed because earlier in my career pre-covid you know i would have to explain to someone how to use you know my figured out fitness app which is hosted on trainerize and what that would even be like now most people are like oh oh yeah of course an app because everyone's used to that now so although covid has been really rough and <laughs> difficult The one thing I can say is that it has really helped propel the online business world and online business tools um, to, uh, you know, rapidly. So we have so many more options. They're so much better than they used to be. And it's been been a really great process for me tool-wise because there's just so many more options and they're so good.
0: Great, great, great. Well, looks like we've had another dynamic show on so unsoldable. <laughs> I mean we keep coming with them thank you all for always continuous coming back and to listen and share and make your suggestions we love suggestions so hey don't forget go by our Facebook page tell us if there's a conversation or maybe there's a guest you'd like for us to have mm. we'll, we'll do our best I would say darn this oh well it's the internet we'll do our darndest to get them on <laughs> Um, I know you're like, wait, where is Nakia and where is Toya? As you know, La Toya is still on assignment, and Nakia has been feeling under the weather. So mm-hmm. it's just me and Toya. And imagine Toya behaved today. <laughs> Thank the God. Ooh yeah. But always a soulful episode is brought to you by our sponsor. And who do we have today? Toya, uh, Toya. See what I'm saying? Disobedient. <laughs> Sultiful is brought to you by none other than me. Ah ah ah. Um, KSS Solutions. We are the resolution to the entrepreneurial demands. We provide with customer service, email management, event planning, logistics, Facebook group management, personal liaison, podcast coordinating, schedule, and social media management. You need it in your business. I've got it for you, and I've learned. How to put a system together because Jennifer told me today. Yes, Jennifer, would you like to? Would you like to um offer our um, viewers anything today?
2: Absolutely. So if you are looking to get into the online space or your health and fitness coach, I have a great free gift for you. It's a training on how to create a premium one-to-one offer. So if you have some ideas or you want to coach people or consult and you're not exactly sure how to get that started. I'm going to give you a really quick, free training that you can start to create an offer that will have people begging to work with you and throwing their credit card at you. So you can get that on figuredoutfitness.lpages.co slash offer. And I see it um, on the bottom of the screen. It's a really great training. And then, you know, spoiler alert, you might get another free gift after that as well.
0: (laughs) Oh, wait, we're doing spoiler alerts. This is like watching the Grammys or something. <laughs> hey, 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 spoiler alert. Well, thank you all so much. Guess what? Jennifer has a new mode yarn outside. Yes. Yay! <laughs> well, we thank you for viewing today as we discuss how to stand out in a saturated market. Remember to like, share, and subscribe. And guess what? We'll be right back next week, Tuesday, at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with another lovely guest. We thank you for watching and viewing. See you soon, bye-bye. Hi, and welcome to Soul Sports.